Here's the more vulnerable thing for me to share. I don't think I've ever shared this outside of the high frequency formula, but the entity that I channel is a lion. Now, maybe I have shared it, maybe it's come out, but I'm fully owning right now the entity that I channel is a lioness. Now, she is a majestic lion. She's about seven feet tall, and she's got this radiance that just speaks to her divinity. And I was introduced to her a few years back, and it took me, guys, it took me like nine months to actually believe that I was indeed speaking to a lion. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I've been out of the studio for it feels like forever. It's only been a couple of weeks, but feels like forever. We're back from Sedona. And what a powerful couple of weeks we had. We held a retreat for our private clients. And I've actually asked one of them to come on the podcast to share her experience with you all. So that's in the works. That's behind the scenes. We had so much fun doing this healing work. Um, Really, it just energizes me to do this stuff. I mean, what you all may not really know is that I am a powerful energy healer. Like saying that out loud and just owning it feels different in my body. We were doing meditation work and my higher self, which I'm going to do a lot of explaining about who this higher self is in a minute, but my higher self came through and she was like, you are a powerful energy healer. And she would not stop with that. And I was like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. But now that I'm saying it out loud to you on the podcast, like I literally feel in my body this resonance that I just, I know to be true. I really think because over the last few years, I've really been able to pull everything I've done over my life, 24 years as a nurse, and all my years, seven plus years in the human design and gene key experiment, I've pulled all that together really been able to get to know our genetic just disposition at a ground level. And it's been able to help me make sense of what's going on as we're doing our inner child work, as we're healing the shadow to the gift, as we're moving into vulnerability in our businesses, as we're finally stepping into who we came here to be. It's just all making sense. Like the reason I am here right now sharing this all with you is because of 40 plus years of a life lived in suffering, in shadow, in pain, and just overall not acknowledging who I am, just avoiding the fact that Danielle is this divine gift. So I hope this podcast is really going to help you see your divine gift. I'm going to share some vulnerable stories. I'm going to share some revelations that came out of Sedona, and there will be, I'm sure, way more to come over the next few weeks because you can't go to a place as magical as Sedona and not leave just full of inspiration, divine, just magic. 
I mean, we got kind of witchy out there. Like we had this photo shoot and we ended up, I ended up finding this amazing photographer. And, you know, sometimes you find photographers and you're like, I don't know if, you know, I'm really going to jive with her or she's really going to pull out of me what I need her to pull out of me because it's, it's not the most comfortable thing for me to get my picture taken. And this photographer, it was like, she pulled out of my 18-year-old daughter what I had been trying to pull out of Chloe since she was born. Like, Chloe has these beautiful shots. I have these beautiful shots, like, banging on this drum and just being all witchy. And it was just powerful. We were up on this vortex, um, Yavapai Vista. We were overlooking Bell Rock. I mean, I, I have a memory bank in my mind for I'm hoping years and years and years. It's just so much magic was experienced as we connected to ourselves, the divine, and really just allowed ourselves to be held by the universe. So I'm really excited to just start sharing the turn of events over here and really just a kind of a new direction my brand is taking. I'm going to be opening up a whole new side to this brand, which includes giving you guys more access to my divine gift of channeling. Now, I'm not really sure what that looks like quite yet. Like we're literally in the beginning stages. We haven't even been back a week yet. But if you love this kind of thing, then you'll want to stay focused on my content here in the podcast and of course in my emails to get the details of that. So let me just start off by saying we attended this channeling event in Sedona and it was kind of funny because, I mean, I live, breathe, and eat with my family of five. We all live together. We're in our business together. And we are having the time of our lives. Like, don't get me wrong. We are loving it. But Garrick and I were going to see this channeling event. And we were just going to go by ourselves. Well, it ended up being I was given a download to invite my client. And it ended up working out better than we could have imagined. All the things spilled out. But Really, I just wanted to go see this channeling event because I have been being pulled to do more of my channeling in in a bigger way. And that has just always felt, quite honestly, guys, just really vulnerable. Like it's one thing behind the scenes, you know, in my paid rooms where I'm working with my clients and we are, you know, I can control the environment. (laughs) At least my mind thinks I can control the environment. It's just a little more comfortable for me, but I've been being pulled that this needs to be coming out in a bigger way. And so I wanted to go to this channeling event and just see what it looked like and and what the business model could be and just experience it. I've never done that. And I get, we get, Garrick and I go and we get in in the auditorium and I'm finally by myself. I'm away from my family. I'm away from my business. I'm away from my husband and I'm sitting there and suddenly just a download came pouring in. And I knew, she said to me, I have been trying to tell you this, but you cannot hear me. You are too inundated with everyone else's energy. And it didn't even take long. It wasn't like I was by myself for hours. It literally was a few minutes. And this download came in of the way to move next. And see, I'm just not used to that. Like, you guys, if you followed me for a while, you've been here before my family came back. And when I was by myself doing this work and building this brand and just going in it every day, but with just me, I had lots of time to myself. But 
with my family back, like I don't ever want to be by myself. Like Lena will say to me, you know, I think you need to spend some time by yourself. And I'll say, no, like I have missed them. I've missed my whole family. Like I don't want to be by myself. But this, that event a couple of weeks ago when I was sitting there in that auditorium, I was like, ah, I see what you've been trying to tell me. And I just couldn't hear you. I couldn't get myself to hear you, receive you. My environment has been cluttered. And it's such a gift to be able to know that, you know, it's not crazy. I get a download. It's like, because I know, oh, my environment has been a clutter. Thank you, human design, for teaching me all about me and what I actually know. And then reminding me that I really have just been ignoring my gift. So, that spurred this podcast. I'm going to tell you all about this channeling, how I learned to channel, what my actual gifts are. I'm going to go through the whole thing. And, you know, this will really just be the thing that we spend more time on creating content around because I personally love it. Like I love channeling. My clients get so much value from anything that comes through me. Um, I have a joke with one of my clients, like, If I say something and she's not really sure she likes what I say, she'll be like, yeah, but you've never been wrong when you say things like this, like you've never been wrong. So I have to consider it. And it's just kind of fun. It's just truly for me, it's so fun. And I've always known that this gift was special and seeing it play out in the way that we did in our private event with our clients and then just really at this event with the channeling event that I went to, like how it played out for other people, just really made me sit in this revelation of, ah, I see how it could all work. So let me start. We went and saw Bashar. Now, for those of you who don't know who this is, a man named Daryl Anka, he channels this extraterrestrial being named Bashar. And I came across Bashar, I don't know, a year ago, maybe two years ago. And I just always like listening to it, right? Well, it had become into my awareness more and more and more. Like we're trying to grow my TikTok. We're like figuring out Danielle's viral content over here. I've got my kids on it. (laughs) So I've been on TikTok and Daryl is on TikTok. And I'm like, dang, this sounds a lot like what I hear. This sounds a lot like this information just sounds like oh, I've heard this before. So I've just been really into this. And one of the things Bashar teaches about is following your excitement. And as I listen to his YouTube channel, he's all over YouTube. You can look up Bashar, Daryl Anka. He's on Gaia. Like he's been around. But, you know, I just caught onto this train like a couple years ago. So All of his content just really relates a lot to human design and living as an aura type and following your passion, following your enthusiasm. Take it as far as you can till you can't take it any further. Making decisions, sticking to your decisions, like all of it just really resonates. We ended up finding out that he was going to be in Sedona and I told Garrick, I said, I have to go see him. That is my excitement. And I want to follow my excitement. And, you know, it's inconvenient. We got to, you know, take up and leave the business and we got to, you know, arrange things. And but we just have this commitment that we're just we're living in our design. So it's one of the things that we do. Plus, I really want to learn how to do this at scale. I knew that I know I've always known that this is just more of my calling, but I knew I needed to start taking more action steps into figuring out how that looked and what that actually looked like for me. 
which had me thinking. Like if I'm wondering how to move more into my intuitive gifts, and I'm pretty big about it on the podcast. I mean, at least I feel like I am. If I'm trying to figure this out in a bigger way, then I'm sure more of my audiences as well. And just from what I see in the formula, just with working with highly intuitive and empathic women, right, who you've denied your gifts for lifetimes, all for different reasons, like me, like I have been burned at the stake. I have literally been a witch in a past life and a very highly gifted healing witch, but I was forsaken and basically burned because it threatened the men in power around me. It threatened high profile male energy in this life. Not sure like exactly how long ago the life was. I don't really even think it matters. Close enough to where I'm like reliving it right now. (laughs) And really just there's trauma there. There's trauma of being a highly gifted healer quote unquote, channeling, witch, divine entity, and really just being killed for the gifts that I have, right? Because all of it's because it's misunderstood. Um, It was a threat to people, right? Like I had this one memory where I was sitting in my backyard and in this meditative state and my hand started burning, burning, like someone had just lit my hands on fire. Like I'd put my hands in our fire pit. And I looked at my hands because my eyes were closed and I was like, what is happening? And then I got the vision of my hands were burned. Like I had done some energy work with my hands and it had like done some major thing and it scared the people around me so much that they wanted to burn my energy off of me. They wanted to burn my gifts out of me. So, okay, that leaves me a little bit traumatized, right? So I'm sure whether you're aware of past lives or not, whether you just go, well, yeah, I'm intuitive, but, you know, maybe I'm just a little afraid to bring that out of the closet. This might be the podcast for you because, I mean, I feel like it's taken me a while to come out of the shadows of this intuitive closet, so to speak. I I know you all know that my work with the high frequency formula and the aura accelerator, it really is highly channeled work. Like you, you will not find this work anywhere else in the world. It's not parroted back from any human design courses I've taken. Um, But I knew like this energy was open and information was moving through me as I downloaded this content. And I knew at that point, this is not me. This is not Danielle coming up with her harebrained ideas and figuring things out. This is higher than me, bigger than me, more than me. And that's when I started realizing that there's a connection I have with a higher energy field. Now, as I've gotten to know these different energy fields, they do have numbers, but I'm not going to get into that because I really don't know my way around it enough to like sit here and tell you exactly what it is and how it all works. And my mind wants to have all that in order to bring that out into a podcast. So I'm sure there's going to be more information on the energy fields that I'm navigating. But I know one of the energy fields is the Akashic Records. Now, that discovery came a bit after I realized I was channeling. Like I didn't realize, oh, I'm in the Akasha and that's why I'm getting these answers. But it was down the road that my higher self told me, here's where you are. Like you're in the Akashic Records. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But 
But this is just more to tell you about my gifts and how they opened up. So I do read the Akashic Records. I am able to connect to divine information through these majestic answers that our soul holds. It's really our soul is holding these answers. Look, we can literally find the answer to anything that we have a question about. And as I deconditioned my aura over and over, I was able to go deeper into these records and find answers to questions that I literally didn't even know I had. And these records work much like a library. Okay, so it's like the better the question you have, the better the answer you get. And she has shown me rows and rows and rows of apple trees. And she, I'll ask a question and it's like I see her going up and down these rows, just grabbing the apple to bring me back the answer. And if I don't like the apple she picked, I have to ask her a different question. I ask her a better question. So I've been spending the last five years, three to five years, learning how to ask myself better questions so that I can get better answers. Here's the more vulnerable thing for me to share. I don't think I've ever shared this outside of the high frequency formula, but the entity that I channel is a lion. Now, maybe I have shared it, maybe it's come out, but I'm fully owning right now. The entity that I channel is a lioness. Now, she is a majestic lion. She's about seven feet tall, and she's got this radiance that just speaks to her divinity. And I was introduced to her a few years back, and it took me, guys, it took me like nine months to actually believe that I was indeed speaking to a lion, okay? Now, even saying this out loud on a podcast, like owning it right now with you right here, it sounds a little out there even to me, and I'm pretty out there. But I'm just trusting that if this really isn't your cup of tea, at least it's an interesting story, right? This crazy chick on the podcast talks to a lion. But it was really interesting. This started about three years into my human design experiments when I had weaned myself off of antidepressants and alcohol. And I had done a mountain of inner child healing, working with my trauma, lots of alone time, lots of podcasts, lots of figuring Danielle out. And I was listening to an Aubrey Marcus podcast and the topic of ayahuasca came up. Now, I had never heard of psychedelics and I had done plenty of partying. I had never heard of psychedelics, but his explanation totally intrigued me. And he started speaking to a lot of the different entheogens that he had tried over the years. Like he is uh, the guy to listen to if you want to hear about people's experiences with psychedelics and and theogens. So he really spoke of their healing benefits and how they were helping with PTSD and how they were starting to become more mainstream and that actually being taken into consideration as real medicine. And of course, you know, you can only get it in Costa Rica or Mexico or somewhere across the world, right? So I knew when I was listening to these podcasts that I would someday need something like this. I knew that that would be the road that I would go down. I just didn't know when. I didn't know how. I didn't know where. You know, I was like, well, I can't travel to Costa Rica, but, you know, maybe one day I'll figure out how to get over there. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit because the details don't really matter But when an opportunity came for me to experience 5-MeO-DMT, it's otherwise known as Bufo, the God Molecule, 
which is the most powerful psychedelic around. Now, I didn't know this at the time, but I mean this quite literally. This is absolutely a substance to be extremely discerning about because of the experience and because of the integration time necessary. It's a full stop with what you're going, whatever you think is going on in your life, a full stop. By the way, I don't speak of my experiences in any way as a way of moving you, you being the listener, any sort of way. I just share to literally share. So make sure if this conversation intrigues you that you do your own research and you con- you connect with your own authority and you come to your own conclusion about introducing any substance into your life or your healing routine, okay? So I'm just sharing. But anyway, this experience literally woke me up. Okay, and when I say it was a visit to God, I mean that in the literal sense. Whatever your version of God is, I it doesn't matter. 5-MeO-DMT is called the God molecule for a reason. And then I just woke up to the big joke that we all play on ourselves. I mean, at least this has been my experience and my family's experience. The joke being that we are living this life here on earth as if it's the most serious thing in the world. And the joke here is that it's not, right? But it's dense here. So we forget who we are and we do this knowingly so that we can come here and remember. So we go through all this effort to forget, to come here so we can go through all of our stories, all of our suffering, all of our pain so that we can remember. We do that on purpose. Kind of a sick joke if you ask me. Anyway, so I'm just brushing past this experience. Like I could literally do an entire podcast series about my 5-MEO experience alone and then of course my family with their experience. But for the sake of time, just know that this medicine woke me up to who we really are and there's no way after experiencing this that you ever doubt yourself again. You ever doubt who you are, why you came here, what you're here to do. And it's almost my experience was, wow, I've wasted so much time. I've wasted so much time believing the lie that is life, scarcity, do this thing in order to be successful. You have to be this way. You have to look that way, right? My sense after waking up was I'm not wasting any more time. I've already wasted too much. The medicine released tens of thousands of years of conditioning in 45 minutes. That's how long the whole thing is. I came out a different woman. And as soon as I came out, I knew my son needed it. I knew it would save his life. Remember, Jaden, if you haven't, if you're new over here, Jaden, my middle son, was extremely depressive and I was scared every day with him not living with me if he was safe and would he take his life and would he be safe and would he call his mommy? Like, I woke up from that experience and went, my son needs this and he needs it in the biggest way possible. And then I had to wait a year for him to realize that he needed it. It makes me so emotional because we cannot force this on any one we love. We have to wait for the ones that we love to ask us for guidance, for help, for support. And the entire year after waking up to this, I realized Jaden needs this and I can't be the one that forces this on him. 
right? The old mom in me would have been like, come here, I'm strapping you down. This is what you need. And it's going to make you better. But I knew Jaden had to come to me. And the only way Jaden could feel safe to come to me was that I was the example of what I learned from this medicine. So I had to wait a whole year for this kid to wake up to that. He would ask me questions here and there, but really what he saw over the course of that year was his mom healed. But another thing that happened after that medicine was I could suddenly hear without a shadow of a doubt this loud, commanding, yet truly compassionate voice just leading my mind. So gone were my racing thoughts that kept me in the shadows. Like I didn't have to work so hard on keeping my mind out of the driver's seat. I now had a clear connection with my highest self. It was like a light bulb switched on and it never went off. And I knew it was my higher self because this voice and conversation, it was not me. It sounded very much like a grown-up mature version of me in my most magnetic state. Like, like, Everything that I have learned about human design and the gene keys, I could hear myself as the gift energy speaking to myself. And as time went on, I had the opportunity to begin microdosing psilocybin. Now, this is where I actually visually met my highest self. And I see this lion. And of course, in this vision, she's putting two and two together. Like, I'm a Leo my favorite, my, my favorite um, movie has been The Lion King. She's putting all of these things together in my mind. It's like they're fitting together like pieces of the puzzle. And I look in the mirror and I see a lion in this vision. And I immediately was thinking probably things like you're thinking right now. Like, wow, was that a microdose? Like, what's going on here? I'm just meditating. <laughs> And honestly, I don't care. I don't care if it was a microdose. I don't care how much I took. Like I just had this divine experience that makes absolutely no logical sense. And that's when I saw her. Okay, so I saw this lioness and I just wept. It was me, but a much bigger, grander version of me. It was like meeting my mother, like coming home after a long painful time away. And I've never looked back. I've never left home since. And I've just, I've learned to trust this guidance that she's provided me with my mind, with my body over the last seven years. And she's never led me astray. In fact, she's always led me to the exact understanding I needed at the exact time I needed it. And I know that that is something, if not right now, maybe you have struggled with in the past is like, what is my mind and what is my higher self and how can I tell the difference? Well, for me, this medicine makes it a very, very blatantly obvious. And I just am so grateful. Like, I'm just so grateful. She's taught me about the Akasha. Like, I have not gone and got certifications around the Akasha, although there is a big part of me that wants to. (laughs) Because I'm a line one and I want to learn all the things about the Akasha. So I'm really trying to like watch my conditioning around this. But she's taught me my way around the Akashic records. Like I remember one time I was like, okay, open the Akashic records. And I was very dramatic about it the way I was visualizing and trying to get in this energy. And I had this vision of this man standing there with these like 
this book in his hand and he was opening the door with his other, with his left hand. And I'm like, wow, thank you for letting me in. And then he looks at me and he goes, why are you so dramatic about it? It's always open. You don't have to ask me. (laughs) It was so funny. And I was like, yeah, that, that sounds like me trying to make it all big and dramatic at the same time, but really just trying to honor what it is that I'm doing in this energy field. And, you know, I feel like there are other people who have been doing it longer than me. And of course, I want to learn from the people who have been doing it longer than me. So I'm always like trying to go into this energetic realm with all this respect. But anyway, so she has this very stern way about her. So she's like a grandmotherly kind of energy who just guides with law and order. Like she has no tolerance for my BS. She sets me totally straight when I go off the rails, when I go into victim, when I go into emotional uh, turbulence, when I just go into the Danielle that used to be the victim and complain about everything. She has no tolerance for it. And she holds me to this standard. And my family and I talk about it. It's like, The standard that I hold myself to because she holds me to this standard, it's tough. It's a tough standard. And it's, you know, not a lot of people do that, that kind of thing. But I just, I've said it before too, like I will not go back to the way I had been running my life. So I might as well just pull it together and live in this way of life, in this law and order. So anyways, I trust her, right? She's the reason I am who I am, where I am. And who am I to stop trusting her at this point? Which I will say, she does have some harebrained ideas and some real nerve with how she likes to have me operate sometimes. And I'm human, so I argue with her. I have a defined will. Like, I am a strong-willed woman. And my conditioning runs deep. So we have quite the banter most days. And when the family came home, (laughs) because I had come to this realization that I'm literally speaking to a lion before Garrick and the kids came home. So when they came back, I was like, well, here's the deal, guys. I speak to a lion and she literally runs my life. And I mean, they were just like, I, I, in the beginning, they didn't act like any big deal. They were just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, look at how amazing your life is. Like, okay, fine. You talk to a lion. Like, I don't think they really got it at, the, at that point. But Garrick and Jaden had sat with the medicine a year after I did. So they were able to see that, oh, energy, God, source, it's a game, all of these things for themselves. So Jaden, like, literally was like, mom, you're a channel, you're channeling, this is what's going on. He kind of really, he explained, you are, there's no way you could know this stuff that you're saying to me, and you are channeling this. How did you get this information? And we were in Joshua Tree, I'll never forget it. He looked at me, and I was like on this big rock on my boulder, as I love to climb those boulders, and it was cold, and the (laughs) wind... He has to tell the story. It's so funny. But he was having some hard time and we were talking and I sat on this rock and I just, I went into my meditative state and this energy came through me and was speaking to Jaden and all the wind just picked up and like swirled around, which another thing I've been really stepping into is navigating weather. I have been able to navigate weather. Yes, 
another witchy thing that I do. I am that powerful. If I want the sun to do a certain thing or the wind to calm down, I know how to do that as well. And I'm sure you do too. But anyways, he was like, okay, what are you doing? And he responded really well to it. Like, it's about time, mom. Like, we, I've been waiting for this whole family to, like, wake up and figure this out so I can get back to my natural self, which is, you know, a deeply psychically intuitive channel himself. But Garrick was still skeptical for the better part of this last year that we've been together. I, I would say that, and he might say different. I might have to have him on and explain it to you, everybody. But I would say the first six months of us all being back together, he was like, yeah, that's great, like lip service, like great mom talks to a lion, but it wasn't until he had his own severe awakening about four or six months into our all back togetherness where he was like, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. And as we've all done more healing work and we've done some more work with others, we've just gotten really clear on why we are gifted in this way and it's so blatantly obvious, like why we cannot put it in the closet any longer. Like it's just going to, it's been made very clear that if we put it in the closet any longer, our lives will be made a living hell. And we are not one to want to do that. Like we want to enjoy our lives and really, you know, be happy. Who doesn't, right? So we are learning to embrace it. And so That's like kind of a nutshell of how my gifts came to be, (laughs) just really who I am, like all the way in, and just how we came to be this family of healers. Like there's a lot of stuff that we do behind the scenes that is not public in my brand that just heals families. And I mean, the work I do in the formula has been from this place of divine healing, like We're literally transmuting shadow energy, and it is not the funnest thing in the world, but it's the most rewarding thing in the world, right? We're moving into this high expression of ourselves. We're this community I have of these divine women, these unapologetically powerful effing women who are owning themselves, being unapologetic about claiming their right to success in this financial world and just owning it by stepping into their divine gifts. And for a lot of us, it's scary. There's a lot of coaching that goes on in that room around, oh my gosh, like I am psychic. I am intuitive. I knew this thing. I'm getting this download. Is this like, what do I do with this? And healing what I believe is past life trauma for just being scary to other people and having these powers that you just can't explain, but that are fully divine and like a gift, like the world needs it, right? Like not to be used for anything other than service and for soul's evolution. At least that's how I see it. And that's how we see it in the formula in this group. So at this channeling event, it was really cool because I was surrounded with people just like me. Every all of us looked different, right? Like I looked like the business woman. I, in fact, no, I didn't. If you saw any of my Instagram stories, I was all bo- bohemian out and loved it. I was just out of my work clothes, my work identity and feeling myself out there. But there were all sorts of people from all different walks of life. Like one of the questions that Bashar was asked was from this mathematician 
who was trying to figure out this math problem and solving this problem. Like I, I, my mind doesn't go there, so I can't like explain this in the best way. But these questions being asked of Bashar, this entity, and the way he answered them, I was like, whoa, this is the kind of information I have available to me and I'm keeping it from my fractal line. And that actually hits me right now as I speak about that, because that is very unintentional. And yet here we are. And seeing this happen at this event and talking to people who were like, yeah, talking to entities is normal. And this is what my higher self sounds like. And all these different conversations I was exposed to, I was just like, okay, like I found my people. And who am I to keep this from my people? Like what if there could be a day where Danielle holds an event and I'm doing this channeling thing and my fractal line gets to meet their fractal line in this community and they never would have gotten that opportunity if I would have stayed small and stayed scared. And that's just not what I want to do. Like I didn't come here to play small, to be small, or to believe in fear. And if there's anything my medicine has taught me is there is no such thing as fear. In fact, the thing you are most afraid of doing is the thing you have to do. One of the things I learned about fear as well, a little bit of channeled information for you right now. Fear is actually the sign that your soul is looking to evolve in that area because your soul has not experienced it in that way yet. So of course, the mind is afraid of that way. It hasn't experienced it in that way. So fear is the little light bulb that goes on to say, time to evolve in that way. So we move into that way, not from a like, like seeing fear as stopping us, but from a way of, ah, I see you. That's where I'm moving. I know that's where I'm moving because of the feeling of fear. And fear is an energy moving in our body that is also the same energy as anxiety, anticipation, excitement. But what we're translating this fear energy it with is negative. We, we, as Bashar says, we put a definition to something that allows us to believe that it's something to be avoided. When really the thing that you are most afraid of is the thing you have to face, which also means I will have to do a cold plunge sometime in my life, although I'm not looking forward to that because I do not like cold water. <laughs> I told Noah, I think I died from a cold plunge too. And he goes, no, mom, you didn't die. That's why you're so afraid of it. Because when you do die, you realize there's nothing to be afraid of. And I'm like, ding, how are you so smart? Because that hit, I don't know if that hit you, but that hit me when he said that to me. I'm like, that's right. I've actually never been killed by cold water. And that's why I'm so afraid of it. So Anyways, I'm around all these people who are just like me, and it just felt really good to be among like-minded people. And that's why I'm so passionate about my community, 
my highly aligned, intuitive superwomen in this formula because we're doing the work that 99% of the world just won't do because we are so courageous. And that's my dream is to just have this community of people who support one another and build each other up and encourage and find inspiration through one another. So let me get back to this plant medicine because regardless of how anyone feels about plant medicine, the way I see it is it's a tool. This is just a modality of healing. And it has for us, it has for my family, it has for me. And I've been told a few things about plant medicine and the human design experiment. Like I'm always living in these constant downloads and I'm going to do a better job. My commitment to you is I'm going to do a better job about bringing these channeled messages to the podcast, to the emails in a deeper way. Um, because I know it will it will help you. If And if it resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, just put it aside. But I asked my lion why the medicine was brought to me, specifically why it was brought to me after I decided to be done putting anything in my body. After I decided to be done with antidepressants, alcohol, bad food, preservatives, all of the things. Like, why did you bring this to me now after I did all this work to be clear of all of that? Because I never in a million years ever considered psychedelics as an option ever, like ever in my party days. Like it was never something I just, it wasn't in my awareness. And what she told me was that I had to do a majority of the heavy lifting of my own personal work before they would bring me any substance that would alter my mind. Like she explained it in the way that you have to meet the medicine more than halfway and the medicine will meet you and that much more quantum leap your healing. And that really felt right to me because I was in it big time when the medicine came and just lifted the veil. It was like, nope, you can't hide from this anymore. Here we are. Here you are. And I also asked why this has been kept from our society. Like why our society sees plant medicine as drugs. Like I was raised in the 80s. Like drugs will fry your brain, stay away from drugs. And for the most part, I did, right? And I struggled in the beginning using this medicine. Like I argued for nine months straight because I, like I said, just cleared my body, done with alcohol, done with, done with antidepressants. So using another substance just felt like I was in the same boat and I really fought it. But she told me that this medicine is the opposite of antidepressants, alcohol, sugary foods. Um, it's the most awake I have ever been. It's freaking annoying how awake I am. Like there is absolutely no numbing going on. There is no alcohol, you know, no antidepressants. And all that did was kept me numbed out, like kept me tolerating BS from myself, from people in my life, from my environments that I can literally not tolerate in any way anymore. And this medicine is literally how I stay awake. And when I heard that, everything in my body agreed like, ah, yeah, that's true. Microdosing allows me to re- keep remembering. So plant medicine for me is the way I stay awake. It's the way I maintain my high frequency. It's the way I uh, access this divine gift of channeling. 
I've really learned my way around my channel and the Akasha and just the, the intuitive insights. Um, and I've learned how to protect them because it can be a little annoying to walk in Target and know somebody's whole story just from looking at them sideways. <laughs> That's why I'm going to forever wear my amulet, as Lena calls it, um, for added protection. But I mean, I'm so grateful for this gift opening up. And if it took divine intervention by way of plant medicine for that to be so, then so be it, right? That's my journey. That's my story. That's my whole thing. It's not anyone else's. It's mine. So anyways, that's a trip down memory lane for sure for me right now. And and I'm sharing this again just to let you know a little more about me, where I've come from. We do have a lot of new people coming over to my end of the world over here. So you know more about me, where I've, how I've gotten to where I'm at right now. And I just want to add, this divine gift, this gift of psychic intuitiveness, this gift of witchery, woo, channeling, whatever you want to call it in yourself, it's in you for a reason. Every single one of you has a way of channeling right? Or accessing your higher self or releasing the mind to such a degree where you are just so absorbed in what you're doing. Time slips away from you. And before you know it, you've spent hours doing something that you just loved doing and you have energy after doing it, right? Or like, for example, podcasts. I'm doing more and more podcasts where I'm having just notes, not every sentence typed out and I'm allowing my energy to just be in the moment and channel what I need in the moment for you all. Because energy is a channel. And when you lean more and more into this channel, this way of who you are naturally, then you allow divine to access you in every waking moment. You allow more separation between the mind and the gift of your DNA. And my first moments with my lion, I mean, this has been an emotional podcast even talking about it out loud, but my first moments with my lion were awe-inspiring to say the least. Like I even remember in the beginning telling Garrick, like when everyone was deciding to come back home, I'm like, listen, nothing compromises my relationship with my higher self, nothing. So I don't even pretend to make, you know, you, my husband or my kids more important this is the thing that brought you all back. This is the most important. And I knew in my whole being that I was being visited by a divine entity and that this entity was godlike. Like it impacted me in that way. So trust that. When you feel that euphoria, when you feel that unwavering gratitude and bliss and aligned energy, the gift of who you are. Just remember, there is a divine channel that is looking for your attention. Now, the respect I have for plant medicine, I mean, I hope I've made that very, very clear because plant medicine is its own consciousness. It is something to get to know. The plants get to know you. They are teachers. They give you information and they also command and demand your respect. 
And we are called to respect ourselves in an even deeper way through this medicine. And always, it can't be any other way. So I saw this one TikTok. It was like, if you're on a plant medicine journey and you're microdosing and you still eat McDonald's, you are not healing. (laughs) And I had to laugh because it's like, I can't even smell things that I used to smell, put things in my mouth that are like remotely sour or bad or not good for me. Like we, I'm so bougie now. It's like crazy a little bit how bougie I am, but thank God I have a husband who just loves to cook and loves to do that for our family. But we went to Sedona and I was like, we could have a cook come, we could have a chef come, but I mean, what is he going to put in the food? Does he know how to cook it the way I like to eat it? Like, but what if he does it the wrong way and then I have to eat this way? And what if I get sick? Like, I'm so sensitive to what goes into my body because I do keep my channel very open. I always keep myself prepped. I was working with clients. I want to make sure I'm in my highest state for service for others at all times. And he was like, I'll do it. I'll be the personal chef. That is like just a way that I respect this medicine. And if it's not respected, this medicine will smack you upside the head. Now, I've mentioned a few times about my meditation spray. I think we put a link down in the show notes. If not, Jaden, throw a link in the show notes. This meditation mist spray is an is a plant medicine. It's a it's a herb. You'll have to look it up. I'm not even going to say I'm going to totally blitz what's in this stuff, but it is magical. No psychedelic anything in it. It's just a meditation mist. It really just kind of grounds you and centers you and blasts anything that's not you off of you. So I love that. I recommend that. And you can get that in the show notes. I'll make sure to put the link. But you have to respect this medicine, right? You have to decide to absolutely see you, yourself, your soul as a divine gift. That it is your duty to be lived in this divine gift, to express this divine gift, to respect it, to honor it, to see it as divine. Like when I describe the majesty of this entity, right? This divinity, it's humbling. It brings me to my knees. It makes me want to sob. It is beyond words, right? It demands a certain respect, And that's why I've spent so much time in the formula reminding my students that expressing our divine gifts is our duty. We've been given a gift and most of us are afraid to open this gift because we're in fear of what others think. I know I have. I've been a little shy, a little uh, timid about how much might be too much. But, you know, inside my rooms, that's all I'm doing. Inside my family, that's all I'm doing. You know, like I'm always in this gift. So that's about to change over here. We're even talking about live in-person events and virtual events just to kind of get this channel thing going. Because how this channel works is I have to be asked questions. If you ask me questions, the channel opens and she delivers. Right? And so we're just going to do this trial and error thing um, so just stay tuned. Anyways, if, if that's something you're into, then stay tuned. It'll be fun. Come with some questions. She says, if you come with questions that you really want the answer to, that helps draw the energy from the channel and it helps put her into movement. Because it's kind of funny. Like we'll be sitting there with my family and she'll be here. She'll just be in, ready to go. And if they don't have a question that they really want to know the answer to, like she brushes them off. Like don't waste my time. 
that's not that's not what I'm we're doing here. She's like I say, she's very no tolerance of your BS. You came here to get an answer, and I'm going to give you the answer, but you really have to want that answer. Do you really want that answer? Right? So like I said, I saw the whole business model come to life at this channeling event. It inspired me to see how my gift could be shared with big more people and actually practice at the same time. And who better to practice with than you, my loves? You're with me every week. I hear from you. You, you are always you're binging my content. Those of you who have just found me, I'm so honored to have you in my sphere. Welcome to my little world over here. So that's what's going on. Like I said, I'm in pure magic still from Sedona. We're looking for property out there. I'm just so grateful to have the life and business we do where I can literally just spend every single waking moment doing exactly what I want to be doing and staying just so passionate about it and growing and evolving. So let's close this out with a question to you. What intuitive gift have you shelved out of fear of exposing your true self and fear of being uncomfortable for someone else? How can you embrace that? How can you start incorporating it into your offers? Maybe you do it a little behind the scenes and you're, maybe you're a coach and you realize your intuitive gift is in session with somebody. Or maybe you're dabbling in teaching, but you're realizing there's some information coming through that needs to be said and it's not on the course curriculum. Like how can you just allow it to be more of who you are in your everyday being? And who are the people you need in your life to support you with that? Who are the people that will be your kind of weird, your kind of fire, inspiration, and literally your fractal line? Now, what shadow energy are you believing holds more weight than your genetic predisposed gift? So I know for me, when I went to my gene keys and was like, what shadow is holding me back here? Like, it's not like Danielle not to go all in and go big. So what have I been holding back on? And it's gate 14. My purpose fear, total compromise over here. Well, let's make a decision together to be radically honest with ourselves about who the F we are in always shadow and gift and own it. And let's hold compassion for ourselves and just allow the gift to be the way. And this is your sign. Come join us in the high frequency formula. Find your kind of weird with us. I promise we make it actionable. We make it tangible. We break down any esoteric, any woo, and we make it something that you can move into your life safely and be honored with each and every step. I just had someone come in the formula today. I'm so moved by. She's a brave 60-year-old mental projector who decided to heed the call of her soul and make time work for her. She says, I'm done waiting on time. I mean, this call, I don't think I've been this inspired by a call in a long time. Like I had tears in my eyes just walking her through this life's mission she has. We do big things over here. We are not afraid to do big things over here. And there's no time like right now to join life and to dance. Because my love, there is no one out there but you holding you back. And you know that. 
And the best way to find out more is to find a time with me at the link in the show notes. I can walk you through the formula. We can make a decision. Is this the right time for you? Is it not? Either way, use my vulnerability in coming to you and sharing all this with you to find where you are keeping yourself small. And let this be permission to move into your gift as your duty. All right, my loves. I will see you all next week. Cheers to staying wealthy through alignment. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to turn your purpose into profit, it's time to empower yourself with the tool of integrity that is the high frequency formula. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how. I'll see you on the inside.